what is up everyone welcome to another episode of chat with dan this is your host dan for this episode we have an amazing guest as always coming to the show but before we start i want to make sure that you're having an amazing day or evening depending where you are and also remember that every day is a beautiful day because you exist so without further more let's get started There you go. There we go. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, how are you today, Paulina? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good as well. Thank you so much for asking. So, welcome to the show. Thank you so much Thank for you. accepting. Now, before we start, I have to give you an epic welcome. So, if you have seen some of my episodes, you know what I'm talking about. If not, here we go. <laughs> It was amazing. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> right, right. Now, starting with the whole interview. Now, tell me how your your acting career started. Uh, so I started acting in middle school. I had to switch schools from a Catholic school to a, a private school called Waterford, and uh, I auditioned for a play, and I was cast as this like pirate slash like sea creature, hmm. um, in a play called Still Life with Iris. Um, so that was sort of the beginning of the journey. That's so cool. That's so cool. And what are some of the best memories you have when you were performing at the Hyde Up Theater in Austin, Texas? Um, I did a kids show at the Hideout and it was called Out of This World. It was like a space show. Mm. And you were either like a space creature or you were an astronaut. And um, I loved being the creatures. It was a really fun cast. I had great directors and my niece and nephew came to see the show. Cool. And the kids get to like come up on stage and um, they like had so much fun. They were like, this is the coolest. Uh, so that felt really good. It was a ton of fun. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. Really cool. And can you tell me about Filigree and about your character? Hmm. Um, so Filigree was a theater in Austin led by Elizabeth Newman. Mm -hmm. um, she's an awesome director who has lived in New York and LA and now is uh, really getting involved in film and theater in Austin, Texas. And she cast me as the governess in Turn of the Screw last, oh gosh, in 2020, beginning of 2020. And um, yeah, I played like a 20 year old British governess who goes to work at this manor uh, with these children who's lost their parents. Um, and of course, the manor is haunted and uh, shit, it's the fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're actually going to do that show in New York in 2022. Oh, okay. So let's say that this is like exclusive, right? Exclusive. You heard it here. Yeah, it was go. supposed to be last summer and then this summer and then hopefully it will actually happen next summer. COVID, COVID willing. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So that's really cool. And I'm also happy to have the exclusive here. So that's a good thing too. <laughs> cool. Now, tell me how you usually get ready before going on stage. Um, so it kind of depends on the role, but um, I always like listening to music and like that will kind of depend on what if I need to get my energy up or kind of calm myself down. Mm. Uh, in the winter, I usually do like some hot water and honey and like lemon to get my voice like ready to be on stage. Um, and then I'll usually like meditate um, for five to 10 minutes before I go on just to sort of like calm my nerves and um, kind of get my head together. So those are some of the things I do before I go on stage. <laughs> and after? 
an after um <laughs> uh with turn of the screw i would hug my racing partner it was a two-person show uh and we'd just be like oh we made it <laughs> um and i'd usually like go home and go to sleep or maybe have a glass of wine if i really needed to just relax <laughs> yeah of course, of course i mean I, i'm pretty sure depending on how exhausting it is if you would take the wine or just go to bed and call it day, right? Yeah, yeah. Improv is the opposite. Improv, I'm usually like amped and excited because it's like so much um, fun. Um, or I'll be like, all right, guys, let's talk about what we're going to do better next time with like my troupe. I was always like, okay, notes. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Now, with your improv group, you have done like some interviews here and there with writers and comedians, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and what are some of the lessons you learned that helped for your career? Um, so we got really lucky during the pandemic. We got to interview Chelsea Handler and mm. Eliza Schlesinger, which was a dream. I love, I've looked up to them most of my life. And um, Eliza was part of the reason I moved back to Los Angeles. She kind of planted the seed. Um, I just asked her if she would ever leave LA and she's like, no, this is where the decisions are made. And I think a lot of times in the industry, people talk about how now you can be anywhere, which I think is really true, but also, the infrastructure for entertainment is just still so rooted in Los Angeles. And yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, I want to be the, where the people are, <laughs> you know? Um, and I moved and now like my neighbor's an assistant director on like NCIS LA and uh, you just, you meet a lot of cool people. So that was uh, one big lesson that I learned from her is just sort of being where the decisions are made. And then Chelsea, I learned so much from her. Uh, she's kind of had a really cool um, rebirth of her career. Mm. Um, and she has started just like focusing on self-improvement and having more like empathy for other people. And she was our first big guest to say yes to coming on our show. Yeah. Um, and you can just, she's on all kinds of like random podcasts these days. And um, I think she's reaching kind of a different audience because she's just like saying yes and helping people who are starting out in their careers. Um, she's so established and well-known. So I think um, helping others whenever I can and um, just really focus, always focusing on personal growth is something that Chelsea inspired me. There you go. That's really cool. And isn't it nice when you interview someone you admire? Like for the outside, you will be, I mean, it happened to me. And for the outside, I was acting cool. But from the inside, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, when, when Chelsea came on, like, because yeah. we were all, we were, all, I mean, we were all at home. So we weren't together. But when she like popped on onto Zoom, we were all just like, like trying to like, like you said, like be cool, but inside just like, mm -hmm. I can't believe this is real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like what, like whenever it appeared, you'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, of course, you know, like, hmm, whatever. But yeah, from the inside, you're totally like, oh my God, I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, completely fangirling and just like yeah, <laughs> on the inside. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, 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 uh, and I remember that when I finished, I was just like shaking, like, I can't believe this is happening, you know, <laughs> like so surreal. Yeah, no, and, and I'll just have moments in where I'm like, I, and because I didn't meet in person, it was just via computer. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very surreal. I'm like, like, what is life right now? <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy when those, when those moments happen, you feel, yeah, you just feel surreal. Like, is it really happening? Is this really happening? Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> now, from the, from the, now, from the short films you were, such as Visit and Folding, What are some of the things that you enjoy the about those productions? Uh, so both of those were with my creative partner, Aaron Arispe, uh, mm -hmm. and he's a really talented cinematographer and director. And he knows so much about the technical side of film. He's so passionate about cameras and lenses and lighting. Um, and I've learned so much from him in that those regards. And it's been uh, invaluable uh, mm -hmm. for me. Um, 
I also on the visit I wrote that short and it was about um, an experience I had fostering my niece and nephew and uh, being able to write about something personal like that and share Mm. it um, I got a really beautiful response from people and it connected and uh, it was very scary sharing it but I I really enjoyed it that's so amazing that's so amazing yeah I think whenever you whenever you will express something yeah like so like a situation or something happened to you or something personal whenever you want to expose it to everyone it can be challenging right because you will feel at first that maybe maybe it's not a good idea but what if not what if people like it you know you start to have like this million kind of ideas in your head until you pretty much pretty much decided and whenever you release it you will feel it, it yeah you will feel like you took something out of your chest right Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I felt like I was running naked through the internet. Like, I just was like, here's this scary inside part of me world. But that's like, I think all the shows that I love the most on television are usually shows that are like written by women and then they act in them themselves, themselves and are somewhat based on their lives. Like when you share that personal piece of you, um, I think it really makes the work come alive. That's cool. That's cool. Now tell me about your improv group and where the idea to create this group came from. Um, so in 2019, I'd quit my teaching job mm. and I was looking for things to keep me busy. I was uh, starting to audition more and just really focused on acting. Yeah. And I had stopped taking improv classes because they'd kind of restructured the levels and they were sort of doing a random level. So I'd quit, but I wanted to keep doing improv. So I got together with some of the girls from my class. Uh, mm. one of them, we went and did yoga and then we were like, should we, should we start our own troupe? And we're like, yeah. And then we just sort of kind of started adding uh, two other girls in and, uh, That's that's how it all began. Estrogen's Follies. <laughs> that's so. And, and what are some of the best memories you had from the performances you had with that improv group? We got to do a night with our teacher, uh, mm. Rose, and her troops. So she had this night called Don't Inter- Interrupt Me, which was um, at, at the Hideout Theater. And it would feature her troop and then other female troops. So we were the guests that night. And so we opened for them and they're just like, they've been together for a while and they're incredible. They are incredible improvisers. And so getting to open for them and then they, we got to watch them, which is always a treat. And then at the end, we got to go up and do a couple scenes together. And it was so much fun. Uh, Really cool being able to uh, perform with Rose. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing whenever you, whenever you get a chance to perform around friends, right? Yeah, yeah, and to perform with a teacher who like is who taught me what I know about improv. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's talk about Bad Bitches Book Club. <laughs> Tell me what are some of your favorite books that you that you could recommend. Uh, well, in Bad Bitches, we actually read a lot of terrible books <laughs> because uh, we were kind of like making fun of them and just we read a lot of silly books. We read like um, Jessica Simpson's memoir, which is I don't recommend. It was very, very bad. It was so bad. We read like <laughs> I mean, we read Fifty Shades of Grey. It's also not a huge fan. Uh, but I think we did read one or two good books. I think we read Cersei or the Power, which I loved. Those are both excellent excellent books and then I'm currently I wrote it down so I didn't forget currently reading um All Our Relations uh which is about native tribes in North America and their struggle for land and uh independence and it's amazing each chapter focuses on a different tribe um so I'm reading and crying over that right now fair enough fair enough and what do you think it's is it is one of the reasons why people uh usually don't read books short attention spans <laughs> Um, I think we've all gotten really used to uh, instant gratification and we all read a lot and 
small chunks. So we read text messages, we're reading our emails, we're reading the news, we're um, getting all of these updates, uh, we're on social media, reading captions and things like that. And so I think there's a fatigue um, and a lack of quiet time and making that habit to just sit down and like commit your attention to one thing that isn't shining, it isn't flashing, it isn't grabbing your attention the way our phones are. That's good, that's good. And if you could describe your career at the moment with a book, what would be the title for that one? Oh God, ah. Work hard, sleep hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I guess we, we have a title then. Whenever you will get the chance to make your book, you can check on this one and be like, oh yeah, right, and you, you put this. <laughs> I think, yes, I came up with an excellent idea. I'm going to go back and rewatch this. <laughs> there you, there you. That's what I'm <laughs> now, tell me about Cor uh, Corona Chronicles. Where the idea to create that came from and what are some of your favorite episodes? Ah, oh, yes. So that came because, uh, you know, last March 2020, um, everything shut down. Mm. Um, at the time, I was teaching yoga, teaching dance and acting. So all of my work was in person with people. And so it all went away. I had a lot of really exciting stuff that was supposed to happen. I was going to be in like this interactive uh, improv um, event for South by Southwest. Anyways, lots of things were going to happen. Everything got canceled and I was just at home and without people. I'm an extrovert, so to keep from going crazy, I was like, I'm gonna start the YouTube channel that I've said I want to start forever. And I was like, I'm gonna just, at first I was like, oh, I'm gonna do a video, you know, forever along we're in this. And then that <laughs> did not happen, obviously. Uh, but it was, it was fun. Um, and you said my favorite, some of my favorite episodes that we asked. Mm -hmm. You said you were saying, what are some of my favorite episodes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a few with my best friend, Sophie, who's not an actor, but who is similarly a bored extrovert. And so we did some comedic stuff. We did one where we were dressed up as dudes and did like COVID pickup lines that uh, I thought was pretty fun. Um, I also started watching reality TV for the first time in my adult life. And I watched, have you seen Too Hot to Handle? So I started watching that. So I made a couple kind of making fun of that. And one of the guys from the show like reposted it. So yeah, that, felt, yeah. that felt good. Now, if you could describe your career at the moment, but in an episode of Corona Chronicles, what, what would be the title of it? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Uh, still auditioning. <laughs> Please cast me. <laughs> An actor's there plea. <laughs> there you go. If there's any producer uh, hearing this later or watching this later, you know who to call. Yeah, I got some directors. Hey, I've got go. nerdy best friend. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, maybe, um, yeah, like, if you could act right now in any kind of movie, friend, movie, uh, TV show, whatever, like, right now, you, which one you would choose? With any show that's on right now? Like, any show. Or any movie, maybe. Um, I think it would be The Great with Elle Fanning um because they get to wear amazing period costumes uh it's a comedy and they get to say fuck and also be in period clothing so like being able to be like crass uh and funny but then dress up like you're a fancy queen that sounds amazing to me i think that's one of the greatest comedies on right now there you go there you go then as i said again if any producer is watching then you know who to call <laughs> 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 If you need a, a mazel, if you need some 1950s 
good. Just saying, you know, just saying somebody else watching for now. I mean, I will leave I will leave her page in the description so <laughs> you know who to contact. Yeah, with some arrows, you know, just to be sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, tell me what motivates you? I mean, while I was doing the whole uh yeah, like the whole research for this interview, I discovered that yeah, you actually have really fun and uh, and and uh and awesome content. Uh yeah, really funny. Now, I want to know like what motivates you like every day to keep up working hard and keep just uh and keep and keep following your 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 dreams because I think something that might happen to a lot of people is that whenever whenever you want to you want to follow your dreams or whenever you want to start doing something at first of course it is difficult and it's going to stay difficult for a while and that may be cause some people to get discouraged you know and to be like I don't want this anymore maybe this is not for me I'm going to start doing something else or they will search for like a regular job and be like yeah I tried this but this didn't work out for me so for you what motivates you to keep up uh yeah to keep up going and to keep and to keep up following your uh, your dream I think there are a couple of things. I think that I did the regular job thing. I did give up on acting for a while and I just taught theater and I mm-hmm. felt like I was pretty happy. Um, but then once I quit, I just realized like with what I life is so short and you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And what I want in my life is to be an, a successful working actor. And that's going to take time and I look up to people like um Audrey and Audrey helps actors who have worked really hard and and made it. She's a working actor now and knowing that I need to put my time in. Like I I tell people I'm like I look at it like I'm going to become a I'm a doctor. <laughs> and like you're not going to be doing surgeries overnight. Like I'm not going to get on TV overnight, but I need to like do my work, put in my hours, put in my 10 years and then like it would be kind of insane if after 10 years of working smart and hard if I didn't have some measure of success and however I define mm. that. So I just keep I'm like every day and every hour that I put in is getting one step closer and with everything that I achieve, I can look back and be like, wow, like look how far I've come in X amount of time. And then I also plot my my future goals and I get excited about getting to those and knowing that I've hit some goals of things I've wanted to do. I just filmed a commercial in Texas, so it was super fun. And so with each of those it builds my confidence a little of like, all right, just just keep going. And then I have a really a really supportive husband who also and friend Sophie Rifkin, who uh, if I'm feeling real down, I give them a call and they help Absolutely. hold me up. <laughs> yeah, and I I definitely had like with having the community of people to support um and then also like being in class helps me feel like even if i'm not getting auditions like i'm still working on my acting and rehearsing every day or like get reading about um yeah. like reading plays listening to podcasts and just sort of like enriching um immersing myself in that world um and then i just get excited and yeah, you know, but yeah you have to so, and then other times it's like okay, i have to go to the beach and just like mm. relax and not think about things for a day <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We all have we all have those moments. And and uh, and, and and as you mentioned that you listen to podcast, you can listen to mine. I'm just, you know, like free publicity. <laughs> yes, you interviewed and of course I'm free the girls who do the Shakespeare podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I listened to that one. It's very good. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're they're so amazing. And uh, and when they were, when they were uh, explaining Shakespeare and everything. I mean, at first, I'll be honest, when they were explaining the whole thing, my brain was just you know it was just like yeah like eh but then later on i mean the good thing here is that they managed to uh they do manage to explain shakespeare but in the more in the most basic and fun way that approachable point, yeah you 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 started to kind of get a hang of it 
And then once you're finished, you're like, I want to know more of this guy. Because I think one of the problems maybe in school is that most of, yeah, most of cool things or interesting things, they will make it boring because they will pretty much force you to learn it or they will force you to, to like, you need to do this or you, or you will fail. That at some point, whenever you pass that, then you're not, I'm not I don't want to do, I don't want to check anything of that in, in, anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, good teachers yeah. are so important. And Alex, um, I follow her on Instagram and she, yeah, is always like sharing her knowledge, but you're so right that you have to um, find where people are at and find ways to reach students and connect mm-hmm. and like with Shakespeare on their level. Like uh, my high school had a really great teacher who made Shakespeare and classical theater really interesting and really exciting, but it was because he was so passionate about it. And when teachers don't have that, then yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, super bored. I mean, I I uh, I told I told Alex and Cody too that uh, when I got introduced to Shakespeare, I got introduced in the more awful way possible. I got this teacher that, yeah, he and I we we couldn't get along like for real because he was just making it so heavy and so difficult to understand that at some point for a 17 year old kid. I mean, you can't understand anything. I mean, from the, I mean, at some point, I thought that they were speaking somebody like uh, like other languages because I couldn't understand anything at all. And for him, it was super easy. And then what ended up happening is that after that, I was whenever someone say Shakespeare, I would be like, "Come on, really?" But, oh. Yeah, yeah. But now, what uh, what I discovered in this uh, in this uh, in this podcast with them is that they do they they do give a nice approach to it. They make it fun. They make it interesting. And they make it super basic. So whenever, even if you're an actor or not, but if you're interested to it, you will be. It will be a lot easier for you to for you to learn and for you to understand more more about it instead of the of the whole thing that they will pretty much force you in school. Yeah, and I feel like so many teachers are really intelligent, but they can't share their knowledge very well. I don't know if yeah. you do, uh, go on masterclass much, but I mean they have the people who are the best in every field uh, teaching classes, but not all of them are good teachers. <laughs> like, you know, Serena Williams may be the best tennis player out there, but like, I don't know how well she knows how to teach tennis. <laughs> or like, that's just an example, but uh, it's it's teaching is a skill and not everybody has it, even if they're really good in their field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do agree on that. And yeah, I did I did waste some money here and there in some, in, in some master class that I do regret. Um, because yeah, it was just, at some point, I was like, I didn't, I didn't understand anything. And a friend of mine was like, well, yeah, but at least you have a class with this person. You know, that's 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 badass. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that I'm going to put that on my resume. Because whenever they ask me, okay, what did you learn? I would say, I don't know. <laughs> the masterclass with uh, Judd Apatow, uh, Apatow and David Sedaris, I really, really enjoyed. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of kind of sorting through things. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, like, um, any advice to upcoming actors or someone who wants who starts following their dreams who wants to oh car accident outside my house sorry <laughs> distracting uh for anyone who wants to follow their dreams um always keep learning i think mm. especially when you were young we have this feeling of like oh i have this passion and i'm so good at it and i don't know everything or maybe that was just me uh but there's just always so much to learn and there's so many resources 
uh, in the world now with like the internet and books and podcasts and Instagram. There's so many ways to learn and connect. Um, so looking for mentors, looking for people who are doing what you want to do already and finding ways to connect with them or learn from them, um, finding good teachers um, and just people that you can kind of model your path off of um, and being in cl- classes uh, and trying different classes um and then also doing the thing you know whatever that dream is doing it even if it's not great at first uh a lot of the acting yeah. stuff i look bad i got i'm like oh my god i sent that tv audition to people who i wish i had never been called in for just because i was anyways earlier in my career but um yeah so just just constantly the keeping the practice going and getting and getting the habit of practicing your dream your passion every day there you go there you go. You know, I would say drop the mic, but since I don't have a mic, I have my shoes. I would say drop the shoe. So, drop the shoe, everyone. I'm not gonna drop, drop my lacroix because it's not empty yet. But there you go. There you go. There you go. No, that's really. Let me just put my shoe back because I <laughs> I have a puppy and he already destroyed like a pet. Yeah. So he's like, drop the shoe. You drop the shoe again. Yeah. No, like like uh, like whenever I will drop something, and I even I, I even I even discovered it that whenever I will drop something. Normally, the puppy is playing downstairs with the rest of the dogs. Uh, so whenever something drops, you you will see his tiny leg go like, like going immediately upstairs to see like, what's up, what's up, what is on the ground, you know? What's so, in my domain? Time yeah. to chill. So, yeah, yeah, like uh, like having this puppy has been really awesome. But yeah, he destroyed already a pair of shoes, a wallet. I mean, that wallet I didn't quite like. I mean, yeah, my ex gave it to me. So I was like, well, let him guess I'm, I'm closing. I'm closing a circle here. So thank you, Bob. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it happened. It happened. But, uh, but anyway, uh, Paulina, thank you so much for being here at the show. Uh, you are definitely an amazing, talented, super person. I can't wait to see more of your awesome work. Hopefully see you one day on the huge big screen or in very some uh, badass TV TV show or both or yeah yeah just uh conquering and before I let you go oh thank you for having me on today thank you for having me on today yeah it was it was really amazing it was really amazing also guys thank you so much those who tuned in make sure that you're that you are following Paulina and all of her social media make sure that you're also watching uh yeah just uh normally what I would say is that if you're listening to this later on the podcast watching this on the YouTube video put pause hydrate then follow paulina give leave her like a bunch of likes here and there share the content why not yeah why not um comment or two depending and then come back and then if there's any producer watching this also i'll leave the website here so you can get in contact with her and um and again and again paulina thank you so much keep having an amazing rest of the day an amazing week and i'll see you in the next one then thanks you have a wonderful week it was great talking to you and before before i just forgot Quick thing. Ah, yes. There you go. This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is my favorite part. But anyway, I'll, I'll see you in the next one. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>